Hey, everybody, welcome to another edition of NASCAR Radio. This is episode 157 of NASCAR Radio. Wow. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the man, the myth, the legend, PSA, and White Castle Hall of Famer, Logan. How are you? <laughs> I'm uh, feeling side drafted tonight. I bet you, I bet you are. Yeah. Uh, we've got a great, great show for everybody today. We have the racing recap, we've got lots of news and cool king's court and yeah. we're gonna talk about i think we've talked about it before or some of my, our references we use max facts and we're gonna just kind of go into that a little bit and show you a few issues of that so it's a, it's a great resource i've got some up on uh, one of the websites so you can check it out but and then whatever else you know yeah so you know i'm thinking you know with the max facts what are the odds of max and facts rhyming Wow, go Man. figure. Yeah, well, they changed the name a few times, so <laughs> there are all those prizes out there. So anyway, let's get to some of the housekeeping. Again, this is NASCAR Radio, where trading cards and racing meet. And also want to thank our sponsor, Panini America. Big shout out to them. And what? speaking of shout outs, shout out to Kyle Katz, Michelle Wines, and Tim Mozzie for the YouTube comments. We read them, so please leave them. Uh, and again, I guess this is a good time. Very sorry about last week's episode with the Echo. I was going out of town, and not to bore you with all the details and excuses, but we'll try to do better. So, what, what, what are you talking ta- 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 about? 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 <laughs> oh my god! Okay. <laughs> all right, man, you totally blow me up. I swear. That's like trying to keep track of the show, where we are everything else, and then dealing with you too. Anyway, but don't ever change. So let's go to racing recap. Not a lot of races last week. Uh, Truck Crashman, Truck Series, they were off. They are racing this week. It's going to be race number 18. That's going to be the the Clean Harbors 175 at the Milwaukee Mile. That's Sunday, August 27th at 4 p.m. That's a Sunday race. Over in the Xfinity Series, that was race number 23, and that was the Shriners Children's 200. That was Saturday, August 19th at Watkins Glen International. Sam Merritt was our winner. Highest finish rookie was Chandler Smith at position eight. That was an exciting race, especially the end. Uh, I was watching it, and I tweeted out before the last restart. I said, Ty freaking Gibbs is freaking is fixing to get punted out of the way, and sure enough, Sam Mayer just plowed him right in, the, right in the side and knocked him right out. Sure did, man. Ty got a few jabs in there after in the uh, interview, but. Yeah, but he, he took it well. I'll give him that. He, he wasn't going over there and trying to, to give Sam Mayer another black eye or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think they, he's learned his lesson and has matured quite a bit here the last, what, year, year and a half or whatever. So. Yeah, early, I guess earlier last year, he might have gotten into it, but he's matured. So, yeah, there's a lot of eyes on him, but you know, he's, he's, you know, not skipping ahead the cup, but you know, he's keeping a very low profile and just going out there and doing his job. And, and I, I commend him for that. Exactly. But we talked about Sam Mayer the other day. His cards, you'll find them in 2020 Dunruss, card number 18, rated rookie. I uh, don't think I have it up there. Also, he's in the 2020 
a Dunner's Optic. I'm going to have to upgrade the slide here. He keeps on winning. I need to put some more of uh, his cards out there. So Optic Signatures and then 2020 Panini Chronicles. So when you're looking for those Ty Gibb rookies in 2020 Chronicles, keep an eye out for those Sam Mayer. So he's in the score, score autographs, Spectra in 2020 Chronicles. And then in Prism, he only has signing sessions, no base Prism for him. And then also 2020 Panini National Treasures, Social Signatures, and Treasured Debut. Yeah, he's uh, he's letting everybody know his his car number, number one there. That's pretty cool, though. You know, we, we like Sam Mayer. On, on the show uh i hated that it came down to uh being between him and ty freaking gibbs because you know i i kind of kind of wanted ty ty gibbs to win he had dominated the whole race and then you know literally on that last restart he got punted out of the way i think he finished 17th but congrats to sam mayer um you know like i said i've had personal interactions with him he's really a nice kid and i'm proud for him for winning his second race exactly he's got a decent auto and him and Ty have a little bit of blood there in Arca, racing in Arca, so they know each other. Yeah, it's kind of spilled over into the uh, other series, for sure. Well, a little of that is good. Yeah. Otherwise, it's, I don't know, too dry. Agreed. Yeah, I, I want to see a little bit of, you know, rivalries and things like that. I think that, that makes for good racing, you know, because I remember back in the day, you know, Rusty Wallace and, Dale Earnhardt Sr. were rivals for a while. Then with the Jeff water Gordon. bottle. <laughs> yeah. So that's always good. I think that's always good for the sport. Light dose is not too crazy. Uh, highest finish rookie, Chandler Smith. You'll find his cards in 2021 Dunruss, only with the signature series, 2021 Panini Chronicles, in the Chronicles series. Chronicle autographs, Obsidian score, score autographs, select, select autographs, and Spectra. Also, 2021 Panini National Treasures. And 2021 Panini Prism has a base card there with all the parallels. And there are signing sessions. Now, my notes show redemption. So, I think Chandler Smith was... I don't think it was a redemption. I think it was the Panini points, maybe. So they might be a little tougher than meets the eye. So, Yeah, I think they were Panini points. I think you're right. Yeah, and I think that happens when they don't come back in time and they don't get redemptions, but then they just put them up on the Panini points. So, Yeah, you know, speaking of that, we haven't seen any Panini points for racing in a while, so... Hopefully they'll have one soon because I, I've stocked up and saved on my panini points. <laughs> yeah, I need to go out and get some. Uh, I have not looked at the panini points redemptions out there. So, all right, moving on. Next race is going to be race number twenty-four, and that's going to be the Wawa Two Fifty, and that's going to be at Daytona International Speedway. That's going to be Friday, August twenty-fifth at seven thirty p.m. All right, Friday night race. You said Wawa. That's what I said. That's what I said. You said Wawa. Wawa. <laughs> Wawa. Wawa 250. You like Wawa's? Uh, we don't have Wawa's around here. Okay. Now we have Wawa, Wawa is in water, but not Wawa is in convenience stores. All right. Yeah. Like gas station. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Notables. Let's see. Three races left until the playoff. 
Kansas Speedway is going to be the last race before the playoffs. So Austin Hill is with four wins is our regular season champion leader. I don't understand why, how with, but John Harden-Newcheck has five wins, but it's all math. Yeah, ciphering. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, Parker Kligerman and Brandon Jones are, well, Brandon Jones, I think he's going to have to win. Parker Kligerman's minus three right there. So with Riley Hurst, Sheldon Creed. Yeah, it looks like Riley Hurst is plus three and Parker Clubman is minus three. So unless something catastrophic ha- happens to the other guys, they'll make the playoffs. So we'll talk about that more, I guess, next episode. We'll dig more into the playoffs, who's going to be in, who's going to be out, who we think is going to win. So, But moving over to the cup race. That was race number 25, and that was the goal bowling at the Glen. That was Sunday, August 20th at Watkins Glen International. William Byron was our winner. And... Ty Gibbs, highest finisher rookie, position five. So the Xfinity series uh, helped him uh, precursor there for Sunday. Oh, no, no doubt. But, you know, that race was, I called it the go boring at the Glen because couldn't pass wherever you started on the restarts, which there was only just like one, I think, for that Chase Elliott running out of gas. That's where you were. I mean, nobody passed anybody. Uh, so if you had track position, you were going to win. I mean, it just, William Byron just happened to be in the car out front. Nobody yeah, no cautions and just kind of, you're, you're right, go boring. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like. Me, 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 me. <laughs> but man, Byron, I, I'm telling you. Five wins, the most wins this year is season so far. Truex mm-hmm. got three, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's with a career Kyle, year so. for him for sure. I'm telling you, I don't know what it is about, and I know how you feel about Hendrick, but you had like dominant year with Chase, a dominant year with Larson. Now it looks like a dominant year with Byron. So maybe he's due. We'll see, see how he does these next few. Well, you know, I'm hoping that they're washing that golden horseshoe before they give it to the next guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think they take it anyway. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, so William Byron, his cards. We have uh, talked about him a few times, but one of the reasons I love 2016 certified is because. It's one of the only ones 2016 that has a base card of William Byron and Panini certified with the different parallels with the mirror, you know, on the right hand side, the mirror red, mirror orange. You have the base in the middle. He does have Panini certified uh, potential signatures, Panini Torque 2016 driver scripts only, and 2016 Panini Prism driver signatures there only as well. So only base card 2016 Panini certified for young William Byron. So the photographer is going, okay, William, put your hands on your hips. Now turn to the left, turn to the right. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's going to be good cards. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. You look at the uh, torque script there on the left is like, uh, okay, turn. Yeah. Turn to the left. Click. I, yep. <laughs> I can't remember what the prism looks like. I think prism is just a closer shot of that. So, but uh, you know, if he wins the championship, he'd be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, As we all know what Richard Petty says. 
you know what he says. If you win a championship, you're going to be in the Hall of Fame, which, you know, we've been saying that for a long time ourselves anyway. But now that the king has said it, it's gospel. I thought it was gospel when we said it, but. Oh, well, that's true. We've been doing this for a while now, at least, what, 13 years or whatever, the Hall of Fame induction stuff? Yep. Been there, done that, got several T-shirts. Yeah. If you're on that 50 greatest drivers as well. Let's move mm-hmm. over to Ty Kibbs. We won't spend a lot of time on Ty. 2020 Panini Chronicles. He's in a few sets there with uh, Crusade, Phoenix, Score, Spectra, and then Panini 2020 Panini Prism. Scripted signatures, so only base are in the Chronicles sets there. So, and then you can always play a game where can you find two autographs that match? <laughs> uh, that would be negatory, Ghost Rider. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, but that 2020 Chronicles is not too bad. I think it's about 120 something a box. So. No, uh, I think full it's disclosure, a, I bought a case a few years ago. So, yeah, I think that's a good product, you know. I, and that was, you know, of course, during the pandemic, and I was going to all the various WalMarts around town picking up boxes. I, I ended up with a lot of boxes, so because I enjoyed that product a lot. You know, I don't, you don't see many of those blasters. I looked on eBay, you don't see many. I guess you got them all, maybe. I mean, you see hobby boxes. I know we're going off on a tangent, but I was looking like on eBay for blaster boxes, and they were kind of tough to find. I mean, some I think some issues. Maybe there were more blasters than others. Not, not that I have anything to base that on, but I remember seeing, you know, twenty twenty Dunruss, twenty twenty Prism, but not necessarily Chronicles. So. Well, you know, it was kind of weird because it came out, you know, like when it was supposed to, and there was only like a handful of boxes here and there. Then there was like a second run towards, you know, the end of the year that all of a sudden the Walmarts got a lot more of them. And that's when I was really going to Walmarts, you know, like 30, 40, 50 miles away from here, buying all of them. Maybe that stuff came into the warehouse and with COVID and everything else. And then they started pulling stuff like, oh my God, look, we found a pound of... Yeah, 2020 Chronicles. That's got to yeah. go out. Anyway. Uh, next race, race number 26. That's going to be the Coke Zero Sugar 400. And that's going to be at Daytona International Speedway. And that's going to be Saturday, August 26th at 7 p.m. So that's a Saturday night race. Yeah. that's. I mean, the summer race is usually Saturday nights. Of course, back in the day, back 30 years ago, uh, when they didn't have lights or anything, that it was a daytime race and it was bloody hot. Yeah, so you try to stop yourself from melting. Oh yeah, we went there to the the uh, 1992 race in the summertime. That's when my son was like two years old, and uh, Richard Petty had just missed the pole. I think I think it was Sterling Marlin that got the pole for that one. But uh, everybody booed Sterling Marlin for beating the King because that was his last year. So that, that was, but it was hot. I'll just bottom line. It was freaking on fire hot. My father-in-law took, kept taking my son back under the stands and putting water on him and coming back. And it was, it was hot. Yep. I was going to have a story in there, but that's fine. Yep. 
It's hot. <laughs> when 2010 with a buddy of mine, um, he had a camper and it was hot. All I know is to try to go to the go to the mall and get some autographs because back then Ray Fox and the folks were over there at that mall and doing autographs and stuff. Yes. Anyway. Yeah, that, yeah I mean I guess that mall is still there. I, I haven't been there in several years. Yep. All right, moving on to Formula One. They were off and they've been off for a few weeks, but they're back. And it's gonna be race number thirteen. That's gonna be the Dutch Grand Prix. And that's gonna be the Zanfort circuit. And that's gonna be August twenty seventh, I think it's nine AM Eastern. So it's nice mm. to have them back. Yep. I don't know if you want to go out on a limb and they're in Dutch Grand Prix and who might win. Yeah, that's what I'm sitting here, here stroking my chin. Hmm. I'm putting my money on Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a safe bet. All right, let's yep. go over to IndyCar series. Uh, hey, Ken, and they are uh, they were off. They're starting back up Sunday, August twenty seventh at three p.m. And that's the Bomarito Automotive Grand Prix Grand Group five hundred. Easy for me to say. That's going to be at the Worldwide Technology Raceway at Gateway. Uh, they have three races left in their season. Yeah, that's kind of sad. You know, I thought so too. Wish they had a little, a few more races in there. Not that they have to race till uh, November like uh, NASCAR, but they can have 17. I guess uh, what is F1's doing 22 this year, I think. So, yeah. Anyway, so that's it for racing recap. Cool. So where did Haley finish this past week? I don't remember. Uh, second in, in the dirt race. Now, I don't know if you saw, there was mm-hmm. a, uh, Tony Stewart came out and, you know, was talking about her, how how she was. And I guess everybody was reading into that about her coming or race for her, I guess, in the Xfinity. And he's like, no, it's basically reading between the lines like they got too much stuff going on right now at their shop trying to get stuff going. And I guess with Harvard going out and their lack of speed and other stuff, they can't. No new projects right now. <laughs> yeah. They've only got one car in the playoffs. And, you know, because there, there's a big buzz right now going around. Uh, I think it was somebody at Hendrick had said that if, um, Let's see if it was uh, Chase Elliott or uh, Alex Bowman were out front that and there's a Hendrick car behind there. They were going to do everything they could to push those guys, one of those guys across the line to win, to get in the playoffs. And I think the other teams are probably going to follow suit with that same, that same thought. So this is, this is liable to be a wild race at the end. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting because like Bubba's on the line and and Gibbs is on the line. It's just, yeah, I, I know I was thinking, you know, they demoted, I guess, Cole Custer down to Xfinity to bring up uh, Ryan, Ryan Penn, Priest, Ryan Priest. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I guess they were trying to shake some stuff up, but it don't seem like that. 
it's it, anything that came loose looks like it just seized up. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not doing very well right now at all. Yeah, I, when um, um, Roush, Fenway, Kozlowski are you know killing Stuart Haas. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know they they really improved their team over there at uh, RFK. So yeah, Brad has definitely I think brought in the experience, the kind of fresh blood there to try to rejuvenate that that team. So we you know we've seen it before, right? They go in spurts. Mm-hmm. So um, so we'll see. But anyway, so back to the Deacon comment. So it seemed like basically like yeah, we don't got. We didn't got the bandwidth for that, so. Well, you know, she is Ford, so I, mean, I think she would have done better staying with Toyota. But, you know, I'm I'm sure Ford came came up with a lot of scratch, and here's a Mustang, and here's a Bronco, and here's whatever, and uh, you can race for us. What's well, interesting? They were talking about like Tony Brodinger. She has a a massive fo- uh, social following, and I think Natalie Decker is going to be racing as well. This I think at Daytona, so or she's racing somewhere. I saw her social stuff, so they um so Deacon, you know, she needs to step up her game, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, we've talked about it before. Yeah, she needs to step up her game definitely, or or she's gonna be out. Yep. All right. Um going over our list. I had that and I don't know if you want to talk about it, but Junior Dale Jr., Netflix. I guess it's rumored or that he's going to be working or help produce a Netflix, I don't know if it was a docuseries. I think it's kind of like what they did last year with USA about the playoffs. But I remember last year on USA Network, they had like the season recap and then it got down into the playoffs. And those shows were playing during the playoffs, you know, a few weeks or whatever after it. But this seems like it's going to be in 24 after the season has been over. So I don't know. I'm always hopeful that, you know, NASCAR gets some good press and brings some new fans in. Junior does a great job. If you haven't listened to the Lost Speedways, those are fantastic. Because I guess I'm biased because it's all down in the south, some of these old tracks and and hearing some of the history. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Logan, if you watched all those, like there was one track, I don't know if it's the Ochi something, but you know, and, and that example that that track was, was pretty big and there was plans to build even a bigger track, but they ran into problems with the town. They wanted, they didn't want nothing to do with the racing and the track there or whatever. And so basically France took that and moved that and that became Talladega. Which I thought was pretty amazing that they could have had Talladega here in I think it was in North Carolina. It was towards um like North Carolina and North Georgia kind of area. Okay. Yeah. It was out there because you need a lot of land for, for that. But like I said, it got a lot of resistance from the town and just the racing culture. They didn't want them there. So but it's pretty cool. They, you know, on uh, Dale Jr. Uh, on those Lost Speedway. So, yeah, well, that, that'll be good. That'll be a good series. I'm looking forward to it. Um, like I say, I, I don't know the exact format of it right now, uh, but I, I'm sure they're 
probably getting ready to ramp up production on it for sure. Now, I think, have you watched Rowdy? I think that's been released. I have not seen it. I've been wanting to see it, but, you know, some of this is on these obscure channels or freebie or whatever it is. You know, it's hard to hard to find these or I don't know if pay-per-views or not. Yeah, no, I haven't seen Rowdy either. I have not seen that yet. Yeah, so I don't know if they can uh, get some more eyes on NASCAR. I think you know, once you, if you go to a race, you're hooked. If you watch a race, uh, you know, depending on the commentary, mm-hmm. uh, you can kind of understand it, enjoy it. So, and then hopefully they buy cards. Yeah, that's true. And that for us, that's the end game right there. Watch the races. That's good. But Hey, buy cards. Yeah. I mean, collect your favorite drivers and go to a track, get them to autograph your cards, meet them and say, hi, get, get a selfie with them. Hey, it's cool, man. Sit outside the track, wait for them to come by, and yeah, (laughs) roll down the window and sign for you. Yeah, that's how I got Cal Petty one year uh, leaving. He was leaving out of Atlanta, and uh, he rolled his window down and started signing autographs while he was stuck in traffic. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking of Sam Mayer when he did. Oh yeah, well yeah, when I got Sam Mayer, yeah, exactly. So, all right, we'll knock that off the list. All right, just for everybody, if you're looking for older wax, Dave and Adam has put up some wax on their site, and I don't know how long it's going to last for. Let's see. We record on Wednesday. This will drop Thursday night. Uh, some Reed buys. Uh, Reed was out. He found some uh, some wax. I don't know if I need to show this or not. I guess I can show it. Yeah, go ahead and show it, man. Roll that bean footage. Hold on. coming through all right uh yeah so it's on the second page and you were talking here 1999 upper deck max about rex wow max race and hobby box and also with the 99 road to the cup collector's choice 98 upper deck max racing i wasn't sure about this 98 upper deck motorsports race and i was hoping to see a box on that because i wasn't I, I couldn't remember what that one looked like the 98 upper deck road to the cup i think those actually have the daytona tire pieces and then autographed as well of course the biggie here the 1998 upper deck sp authentic yeah uh, that's 300 bucks but that 98 man that's where you can get those tradition right that petty and uh, earnhardt dual auto yeah and you don't see those cars very much i think there was one up on ebay (laughs) yeah it went for quite a bit i think the diamond vision upper deck diamond vision box uh another mac 97 max racing the year in review now i think though you have a shot at the 88 earnhardt Autograph, but I don't know if it was redemption or not. Those are the ones that are autographed in the meta 100. 97, 97 Road to the Cup, 97 SPX Racing, Harry Gant, and those were, those were there, I think. Yeah. So, but if you're looking for some of those, those are up there. Uh, and a big shout out to Reed. Uh, 
you know, getting us this uh, older wax, so you don't see it much. No, you don't. Um, that 98 uh, SP looks probably like the best thing if you wanted to get anything would be the thing I would I would go after. But it is three hundred dollars. But you got to think. I mean, people are spending three hundred dollars on NT. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I think if I want to say the autos were one one per twenty seven, so I guess you get one a box, maybe two. But um. Yeah. yeah, high risk, high reward. Yeah, very true. But I mean, it's not not near, nearly the high risk like it is in the other sports, though. Yeah, because we're talking if it was SP football, it would be probably three or four times that price. Yeah, or just look at F one. Oh, look at Dynasty. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to uh, point that out there for uh, David Adams, uh, if. if check that out if you're looking for some older wax uh you want to talk about panini 75th anniversary yeah um val and i the other day were uh, talking with misha at panini and he let us know that the 75th anniversary autograph redemption cards are going to be fulfilled and should be going out like any day now so that's good news for everybody that's got those redemptions. Uh, I have bought several of them because I want to try to collect that set. So I'm very excited about that. I can't wait to see the Richard Petty. I think that's going to be the coolest one for me anyway. So, yeah, thanks, Misha, for the heads up. We appreciate that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them. They're going to I think they're going to look sharp. Mm -hmm. And. All right. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Oh boy. <laughs> Panini and losing, well, allegedly losing their NFL Players Association license. Right. Yeah. So, you know, what that, what that's going to do to Panini, um, what that's going to do, I guess, for NASCAR. Uh, I think NASCAR. It's probably safe with them. I don't know if Fanatics is necessarily looking for that now, but um, I'm hoping that not that Penny doesn't neglect NASCAR now, but maybe they can help uh, uh, maybe some more advertising or whatever, try to help increase increase NASCAR. I did see, I don't know if you saw that with Gray Golding is he's going to be racing at Daytona. He's got some barbecue. If you went to the barbecue place, whatever you get, he's got packs of cards for you. Huh. Okay. I need to find out more about that. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's in Daytona. So what's he planning um, on getting in the car? So I was uh I guess that's kind of where my mind went to with, with some of the sponsoring and, and the help. Uh of course I think you know NASCAR cards and, and NASCAR are the best sports. I don't know if you're collecting something else, I don't know, but <laughs> Yeah, no, to me this is number one. It always will be. But you know, going back to Panini Loot losing that contract or losing that, you know, or the NFLPA canceling it or what, I don't, I'm not really sure exactly how it went down, but the fact that they came up and said, Hey, uh, we're, we're not letting you have this contract anymore. This license, we're going to go ahead and just give it right now to fanatics. I mean, to me that in my opinion, it's almost like some kind of, you know, collusion or something. It's just, it just doesn't add up to me. It's just, 
I, I would think that, okay, um, you know, we don't want you to have the license anymore for whatever reason. I don't know if it, what's happened there, but the fact that they said they're just going to like flat, give it to somebody else, like, you know, almost instantly just makes no sense to me. To me, I, I would think, okay, we're not letting Panini have the license anymore. Let's just kind of wait and see, um, you know, if anybody else wants to step up, you know, I just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't set well with me. No, I, I agree. Cause it has kind of, I'll say flashbacks, but kind of smells like the tops deal where, you know, fanatics decides, Hey, I'm going to get the, the major league baseball license. And, you know, tops didn't even know it was, I guess, I don't know if it was renewed at, at that time or didn't know about fanatics. And then, Fanatics is working with the Players Association and all of a sudden, hey, we're going to form a card company and, you know, you don't get any of it. And Tops didn't know about it at all or had no chance to negotiate back and forth. It just seems like pretty shady business tactics um, where it just kind of you would think there'd be contracts involved and, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. some going back and forth or, you know, I could see, well, if there was a bidding war or whatever else like that and they, they lost, but it seemed like, like tops case, there was no even negotiation. This NFL players association seems like it's kind of the same way. It's like, Hey, we're just, you know, either the contract was coming up for renewal, but it made it seem like, like, Hey, we just cutting ties with them. We're not even negotiating or whatever. Right. Well, I think they had a couple years still left on it, Val. Right, so, that's right. So you're right, because it was like three years or something. It's like, all right, yeah. we're basically snatching away from you early, just, and it just, just seems giving it to, like giving it to the competition. I mean, there, there to me, there's something really wrong about that. Um, so it's like they're not loyal to the card company, but I don't. And I always said this, even when I was on doing some of the hobby hotlines, you know, for customers to get kind of I don't say revolt against some of these tactics, but I don't know, maybe because we buy cards and we'll buy them. They think we'll buy them from anybody, whoever makes them. And, you know, mm-hmm. like we're some kind of, uh, I don't know, whatever, some dependence on card manufacturers to, and we're going to buy from whoever. So we have no say, but if, if, if they do get a conscience, then watch out. Well, it, it, I think the word you were looking for is being a lemming, you know, okay. they, they we're just going to follow you wherever. And, you know, to me as a collector, uh, you know, even though this is a sport that we, that I don't collect, uh, this leaves a bad taste in my mouth. It really does for fanatics. Um, I mean, is, is this the way they're going to treat their customers? I don't know. Um, but you know, they're, they're, they have become a really big bully in all this and you know the way that they're 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 shaking down all these companies and um i'm as a collector i'm tired of all this drama all i want to do is buy cards collect cards and have fun i don't i don't you know i wish they would just quit all this stuff it made me think of like guerrilla business tactics right yeah so instead of you know, whatever the business trying to win customers by making a better product or whatever. No, we're going to go guerrilla marketing or guerrilla business. And we're going to yank these things away from you by 
you know, whatever their influence is over, and we don't know, but I mean, I could see, you know, if they were super shady or whatever, maybe, you know, because they do all the apparels and stuff that maybe they tie some of this stuff together. I don't know, but they have a very big footprint. They're worth, well, it was 18 billion. Now it's like in a low 20 billion fanatic. So they're only getting bigger by the day. Yeah. Um, it just kind of seems weird that some of these things are happening. Like, so these bu- business guerrilla tactics, like we talked about with tops pulling away all their licensing and partners left with nothing with, with Panini, you know, they got the other licenses, right? The wrestling and other stuff. And that I don't know, like the NBA is going to be gone. And, the NFL is gone. It's gone even earlier now because of what happened. Mm-hmm. It's just. Yeah. I so, know. I mean, is, is the NBA license the next one to fall? The players uh, association, is that the next license to, to fall just like this one did? I just, I just don't like this. I, I, you know, everybody's like, like liking, I won't say everybody, but there's so many people out there that, that think this this fanatics, all these acquisitions is going to be good for the hobby. Um, be careful what you wish for, honestly. Because yeah, where's, where's opinion, across the line? Yeah. Where's across the line for being a monopoly? Well, I mean, I mean, the only thing left is really the major sports is hockey. I mean, what ha- what happens all, all of a sudden is. Is Upper Deck going to wake up one day and find out that that the the uh, in, the NHL Players Association is giving their license away over to Fanatics without them knowing about it? I mean, if I was uh, Upper Deck, I would be very concerned about that. But you know, as far as NASCAR is concerned, you know, I think I think the end game for um, Fanatics is is to just be able to buy. Panini at a very, very low price. Just just keep punching at them and taking things away from them and taking their value, you know, away. And I think that's what they're I think that's what they're trying to do. Now when you talk about it, I was thinking like the NHL and upper deck, they go back a ways. Mm-hmm. And they could be the the league could be loyal to upper deck. And NASCAR as we know, they are loyal to their sponsors. Yes. You know, with, with Coke and some of the other ones. So it could be, you know, that maybe NASCAR is loyal to Panini after Press Pass kind of closed their doors. And Panini came in and, and produced cards. They did a great job since then. So, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe NASCAR market, NHL market is too small for Fanatics right now or to even care. Mm, but I don't know. Or, or is it loyalty of the the league and the and the and the card companies. So, well, I guess we'll find out. There's no loyalty, it seems like, in any of these uh, big sports, because apparently, you know, Fanatics went and negotiated a license with Major League Baseball, and Major League Baseball didn't have the guts apparently to say something to Tops about it, and just. You know, I guess it, the, there was a big offer, and they said, "Well, screw this. We're not going to tell tops. We're just going to take your money and give you the license." Um, so there's to me that, that that just speaks no loyalty whatsoever. I mean, 
with any of these leagues. And, and, and that's sad because, you know, I can remember my grandpa working for the same company for like over 40 years and, and retired from there and got his pension from there. There's no such thing like that anymore in any kind of professional sport or, you know, in private business. It's just it's just not there anymore. And and this just really amplifies that and shows that in a big way. Yeah, I, I can see them maybe trying to to do that for money. But, you know, you're trying to squeeze every bit of juice out of that dollar or you know, you're going to leave some, um, you know, you're for your, your partner or whatever that they've had the relationship with. Right. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they should at least let these companies, other companies come back and say, Hey, you know, try to match these offers instead of just, you know, these 20 year contracts, you know, that's, that's the other thing. Okay. You've got these 20 year contracts you know, is the, NFL Players Association in five years from now going to get tired of fanatics and say, hey, we're going to give our license back to Panini. I mean, we who knows? And so I just totally overlooked the fact that Tops and Major League Baseball had a relationship for a really long time. Yes. Now, I know Tops when they went public and then came out of public, went private with Eisner. So maybe they didn't have, you know, the same. Um, you know, they had the same company name, but not the same relationship with upper management or whatever. But to your point, it just seems like they're making a bunch of money, and they, I guess, are more dollar signs by going it along, going it with with fanatics. You know, teaming up with them, they promised them a a lot, and I guess you know, fanatics can promise all kinds of stuff because they can make money on the back end through other sources. Yeah. But uh, I think NASCAR is okay for now. I don't think I don't think that NASCAR is going to come up to Panini and say, "Hey, we're ripping your license away from you," because uh, you know NASCAR is a different beast. They're, you know, like you said, there's lo- a lot of loyalty there. They're they're loyal to all their sponsors and and everybody that uh, that deals with NASCAR. So I, I think they're secure in that. Probably, and they have the it's the hardest to deal with. At least NHL has the NHL Players Association with NASCAR. You got to deal with, <laughs> and that's one why Panini Instant is so hard because you got to deal with the driver, the team, mm-hmm. the sponsors. Yep, it's a whole approval nightmare. Yeah, there's no there's no drivers association. They tried to form one back in the early '70s, but there's no drivers association. Yeah, it's funny. Back then, it was open to drivers, and so France used to drive. So France joined the union, so he was in on all the means. <laughs> Big Bill France, boy, what a character! Yeah, we can tell a lot of stories about him. But uh, yeah, I guess the bottom line is, I think NASCAR's okay with Panini for now. I, I'm not really concerned about that, but. You know, I am concerned with these business tactics with these other sports and fanatics. It's just, it's very concerning and and it's a big turnoff. Well, they're buying the printers up, right? And they just got more money than, than Panini. So I guess it's how aggressive and cutthroat does fanatics want to be? Apparently a lot. (laughs) Well, we didn't even talk about the brain drain either. 
No. I mean, yeah, you've got the brain drain with a 30, I think it's 37 employees heading over to Fanatics from Panini. That, that's just a lot of um, how many hundreds of years worth of experience leaving, you know, try to hire that many people back. Yeah. With, with experience, right? And how, how do you get that experience? It's not like uh, that experience just um, it's something you go to school for. It's it's not in the card industry anyway. True. So uh, it's going to be trying times here. We'll see. We just yeah. uh, hope, um, you know, maybe Panini can catch a break here with some of the NASCAR stuff. Maybe get Deegan gets a win or some other awesome event that helps propel NASCAR and the cards. That would be a great thing. I'm holding out hope. So yeah, me too. All right. Anything else you want to, um, I just have one real quick news nugget. I just want to mention, I saw this on J ski, um, Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan, 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 America's largest injury law firm has signed a multi-year multi-race agreement with Richard Childress racing as part of an innovative partnership with both Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch. The agreement marks the first race team trial injury law firm partnership, say that fast 10 times, within the NASCAR Cup Series. I just thought that was interesting. Uh, you know, I, We have Morgan and Morgan and Morgan and Morgan commercials all over the place here, so to see them on a car is going to be, be different. Yeah, we have Mirror too. <laughs> yeah, well... Uh, there's Especially a billboard. when they get into an accident. Yeah, there's a billboard as we go to one of our breakfast places on the interstate, and it's Morgan & Morgan, the universe's largest uh, injury law firm. And I'm thinking, how do they know that is not the, the largest law firm in the universe? <laughs> That's true. They don't know that. They, they don't. Well, they don't have a they don't have an office here, so... <laughs> but actually one other thing I was going to say, Oh, you done. I'm sorry. I'm oh, I'm done. Okay. I was going to go. Um, I totally forgot about got on the panini thing about max facts. Yeah. Uh, just as an example. So I run one of the websites, the racing card info.com. And over there, I put out some of the Max Facts Insiders. Um, and it's under price, the Price Guide Archive, the Max Facts. And basically, I'll show you a few of these. So this was um, a newsletter that Max put out. So we all know Max started in 88. And their distribution method was through the tracks and some other through was a Walgreens and other places for wax packs and stuff like that. And then in 1989, they kind of did their own distribution with selling factory sets and stuff like that. So in 88, you could redeem one of the header cards and buy a factory set. I'm sure they captured all those names and addresses and then did mailings to them. So you joined the Max Insider Club basically for a fee you got issues of these Max Facts, and then you were able to purchase Max products from Max. 
just kind of cut out the middleman, cut out the distributor. So, so they started in uh, May of 1990. They went until what I say was like 96, I think it was June, May, June of 96 was the last issue. But, uh, give, was that Bella snoring? No, she's she's over here moaning or something. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you can see here. So this is uh, volume one, number one, 1990s released. Uh, you can find these, you know, on eBay and some other stuff. And like this down here on the on the left here is this card really worth seventy five dollars. So that was the Phil Parsons Myrtle Beach version, where his wife wasn't mentioned on the back, just the kids. Right. Yeah, and you got to think, this is when racing cards were, it was like what F1 is or was now. Uh, NASCAR cards were, things were going through the roof. I mean, they were printing, literally printing money during those days. Yeah, so like that 88 Max, the first edition was $340. And the first annual edition, which is Charlotte printing, is 65. And yeah, I can, yeah, I can remember the uh, the Myrtle Beach being as high as, seeing it at shows, as high as, you know, $1,100 for a factory, sealed factory box set. So, and if you go out to the site, you can right mouse click on these and save the image as it, as a file, and then you can zoom into them if uh, you wanted to look at some of these older ones, but you can see the old um, pricing here. Uh, the Talladega streaks is the pricing's is way off. Cause it's only 24 and $10 for that one. But I guess it was the Phil Parsons is 26 on there. So these prices haven't were behind when they were, these were printed. Yeah, because they were higher than that, especially all the Myrtle Beach stuff, because Myrtle Beach was just just crazy. Yeah. And you see it's got the 89, and then it's got the 90, which is just coming out as of this issue. All right, yeah, so classify the hot corner, and that's about the Parsons and special offer here for the the Crisco Crisco's display, yeah. So that was ninety-six sets for eight hundred bucks, but they lowered it next next issue here. I'll show you. So yeah, that just goes to show you they were how they were, how they, crazy they were, things were, right? They were letting the good times roll with those things, man. They just printed a ton of them. Yeah, so they had everybody started correct catching the error bug because there's three printings in nineteen ninety. You got to remember the 89 Fleer Billy Ripken had happened, the 89 Upper Deck Reverse Negative, plus the other air uh, variations in Upper Deck. So Max had uh, had a few of their own there in 1990. So yeah, you know, and that should say errors created. <laughs> On yeah. I know we were this one episode we re I was reading where it said they didn't do it on purpose because it would cost them too much money, but it's like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. uh, and so here you go. Uh, the top here shows the three different printings of the 1990 of uh, the factory set. You have the the white box 
with the red logo. You have the second printing is the red box with the white logo. And I think the third is the red box with the yellow logos. And then on the wax packs, the differences there. And then the different vari the different cards that are in different the different printing. So Yeah, I think that was all planned back then. I think so. I mean it's a way for them to you know again it was one of those things and we talked about it, you know, before we were on the show is you know, you had these um so here you go. Remember, it was eight hundred last episode, at last uh, issue, and it's three hundred now for those ninety-six packs. But it's like, hey, I can I can buy right from the the card company, and they're, they're I don't have to go anywhere, and they're going to give me the number I want, and I can save them, and I kids put my kids through college, right? Because yeah, the card, I mean- card market back then. That was that was every facet of the card market back then. You know, every everything that was being printed, no matter what sport, everybody thought, "Hey, I'm going to be able to buy these cards and, like you said, save them and one day sell them and send my kid to college." And that that never panned out. I was reading about the Max and NASCAR agree on a license there, since we were talking about license. There's about the 88 Max and the printing, a Holly mm-hmm. Farm set. There was the autograph parties and stuff like that. Yeah, One I always the- thought those were cool, but you know, I was never close to where you live, Val, to, to even go to anything like that. I, th- I don't know if it's this ep- this one. Oh, maybe it was the no. Maybe it was that other one we watched. Well, that uh, Max sponsored the was it Dale Jarrett, and then was at the national signing for free for three hours, whatever. Yeah, the national, yeah, they had a back. No, this was that was ninety six. Remember right. that? That's one of the later ones. But you know, I, I joined Club Max back in the day and got the newsletters. I was and I, I was eat up with it too. And you know, I, I was excited to get the new the new newsletters. I was excited for all the different new, and new cards to come out. Uh, you know, there they are. They're talking about the toolbox set from '89, and of course now they're showing the '91 Max coming out, and that's the one they really, really printed a lot of. Yeah, I heard they printed it to order. So basically, you could order as many cases as you wanted. They give you terms, so they they finance you, and they give you the product. That was a recipe for disaster or uh, flooding the market, basically. I have a case of 91 Max still sealed. <laughs> they, it, it, yeah, to this day that I bought back then. There you go. So, you know, the F1 stuff you know, kind of the new, the new equivalent, uh, older, older NASCAR guys. I've seen that before. So. Yeah, we've been through that and got the t-shirt on that for sure. But you know, you got, you know, when you join the club max, of course you got this newsletter, you got like bumper stickers and you got a, like a little pin you could put on your hat. And I think they had also, you know, writing pins and, all kinds of little goodies that they would send you along with that when you join the club. 
Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it. There was a membership card. I think I've got my membership cards over there somewhere from the first couple of years of Club Max. Um, and um, like I said, in the newsletter, you know, it had the price guides, you know, just and it was just basically just for Max. I mean, you know, there, there's no um, no conflict of interest there at all. <laughs> you know, right. hey, we're going to put these really high prices on our cards. Uh, but, uh, you know, there were indeed, even back then, some some cards that were tougher than others for sure. So this is 1991. And notice there, there's no 99 Earnhardt promo. It was, was not released. No, no sniff of that at all. The number 87... Uh, 87 champions is like 1650 in here as of this time. So that was kind of the Earnhardt rookie and no one knew anything about those 99 promos. Yeah. I was oblivious about those things until 1994. I had no idea that anything like that even existed. And of course the 89s, I mean, those I think I've said it before the 89s. I could not find those anywhere in Memphis or Arkansas or Mississippi or Alabama. Uh, everywhere I went, I never saw them, never saw any on the shelf. And it's strange that they came out in those factory sets, three different factory set types, right? You had the one to a hundred, you had the, the white box one to two twenty. And then the toolbox set. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like they printed the first hundred cards or whatever. And then while they were printing the rest of them, they started, you know, getting those first hundred out. But you see, they've got the 90 max there. Like I said, they had their own price guide. So, yeah. And then those Holly Farms cards, those were tough. I mean, the prices there are actually pretty cheap, but they were hard to find back when they first came out. But now, of course, you can find them anywhere. And I always thought that was cool. They had classified ads in there as well. And then, of course, they had winners. They were giving away. Uh, that was That's one 1990 display box, basically one box they were giving away. I never won anything from Club Max. Good deal, ripoff. The Club Max membership hits twelve thousand. So mm -hmm. this is May of ninety-one. Yeah. And then you can ask Max. They have a new logo. Yeah, it seemed like they were changing the logo quite a bit. Yeah, they were. They couldn't settle on any any. So Max upgrades logo. printing operation. And then, of course, you could renew. Of course, they wanted you to renew. And then you could draw Max. You know, they had that that Max card that showed, that promo card that showed, you know, what Max looked like. He was some race fan with his big nose, and he had the pennants and everything, some cards and stuff. And I kind of imagine he talked like this. Well, my name's Max. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of how he looked to me on that card. Yeah. I don't know why they did that, but. But, it, I mean, it was, there was a lot of great information. Of course, it's all centered around 
Max, but still at that time, I mean, Max was, you know, they were, they were the racing card Kings. I mean, you, you had pro set coming out, you had upper deck later on, uh, but you know, pro set and finish line and those, those are the ones that, that were coming out tracks that you had back in the, those days. Those were kind of the kind of dudes finishing in second. So if you're not first, you're last. So that max upgrades printing operation. So it says in an effort to handle the record number of orders that were taken this year, max recently spent nearly $1.5 million for improvements to our, if you'll excuse the expression, maxed out in quotes, printing facility. Since early April, we've been working around the clock, installing new cutting and collating equipment, upgrading computer systems and, we even tripled the size of our workforce, all while turning out product faster than ever before. Hopefully, this will allow us to keep up with the overwhelming demand that we've been experiencing. AKA, we can't print this stuff fast enough. Yep. Let's keep them rolling 24 7. Pretty much. And so, what was this? This is like 91, 92. Yeah, this was this was probably getting close to the height of, of NASCAR trading cards. Yeah, so this right. is May of ninety-one. Right. So it's the middle of and so they're basically trying to get all that nineteen eighty one max out. Uh let's see, Max Max Club Max membership renew as Club Max moves into its second year. We'd like to ask all of our members who joined during the first year to please wait until you received your membership expiration notice in the mail before sending in your membership fee for the following year. So not only we have people who are in the first year, but we want to send you our money. So we want to make sure that we don't we continue to buy stuff from Max. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, no, no, no. Wait for us to send you an invoice. Like, no, take my money. Yeah, that's what it was. And that's like it is now with F1. It's like, take my money. Yeah. It says, although we love the idea of people signing up early for another year, it has created some record-keeping problems for some members being issued two separate club numbers because they applied so far in advance of their expiration date. If you're rejoining wow. and receiving a different membership number in the mail, please call Trisha, the director of Club Max to have the situation corrected. So there you go. So not only can we not, we, we can't hire enough people <laughs> to uh, fill orders. We need to upgrade our computer system. We need more equipment to buy, to cut, cut and allocate products. We got people renewing their membership, even though it hasn't expired yet. Yeah. People are just, they're just throwing money at it. It's like crazy. So that, yeah. that tells you a little time capsule there of, of uh, what's going on in May, May of 91. Yeah, that's hard to believe. That's over 30 years ago now. Wow. And more price guides. Yeah, just some Mac stuff. <laughs> and they had the, the 91 Max, and then you had the like premium set because it had the acrylic cards in there. People were going crazy for the acrylic cards because that's like the first uh chromium cards and there was talk about you know people taking the pre premium set breaking it open and just selling those acrylic cards because they were rare and making plenty of money back yeah 
And those cards were actually in packs. I actually got one one time out of a pack. See, I did not know that, but you that's there must have been they're so rare. I mean, they were very rare because I opened a ton of that stuff back then and only ever pulled one of those cards out, out of a pack. So it means that's just about a factory set. Yeah. Amazing. You go through some of these time capsules here. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. It's a it's a really nice record and time capsule of you know all the events and things that were going on back then, back when it was just like I said, they, they were printing money. Um, there's no other way to say it. I mean, and that's the same thing Donruss was doing, Tops was doing. I mean, they were all printing money at that time. They couldn't they couldn't they couldn't print fast enough. And and and, and Max even says that. Yeah, let's go to the this. This one is for um. Where is that window right there? The second one, of the second to last. I think it's Justin was talking about the racing odyssey. Yeah, they were starting to get kind of weird back then. Yeah, so this is March, April of '96. So it was about almost over. And so the Racing Odyssey was coming out. Uh, I don't think the issue was as big. Max Winter Circle. And and you notice it's bi-monthly now. Yeah. You're not you're not getting one every month. Now you're getting one every two months. And this has Robert Presley QA kind of a thing. The champion set max medallion ninety-five. So I think that's the one. That's got the um, Earnhardt Redemption in it, doesn't it? Oh, there you that's, go. Yeah, that no, that is 94, 95, I think, was. Right. Ah, the Pot of Gold puzzle. That was the Jeff Gordon puzzle pieces. And there was one piece, one gold, one puzzle piece short printed of one per case. I think it was, I don't know if it was 999 or whatever it was. Maybe it was 999. You had to have the puzzle and then you would redeem that for an 8 by 10 of that picture signed by Gordon. Yeah, that's that was when Jeff still liked signing autographs, I think. Well, yeah, <laughs> almost a thousand of them. And yeah. it also includes the chase set, includes 10 of our road again. Uh, wow, super trucks that's what they called them back. Oh, then. that's what it is. Yeah, the max year long chase the champion set featuring Dale Earnhardt rambling, randomly inserted. So it was across a few different products. So eight, nine, and ten was in the max 95 medallion. Yeah, and, and look at that price 54.99. That was a lot back then. Yeah, that was kind of premium cards. Yeah, but really no rookies or anything like that. That's kind of what I think choked some of that out was, you know, not not a very big rookie class. So, yeah, and, and that's what that's what's hurting F1 right now, too. I mean, you're only collecting just a handful of guys. Same thing with NASCAR. You're only collecting really a handful of guys that, you know, you're really looking for as far as rookies or you know, somebody that's really popular. Right. 1996 Series 1. 
Each chunk of sheet is autographed by Sterling Marlin himself. Go Sterling. Yeah. Like your career rookie of the year card set, 1996 Series 1. There's that binder. Yeah. And that's another thing. Binders were very popular back then. Right. Uh, Jill's got a new job. Go Jill. Jill Santuccio is no longer our Club Max manager. She got out of there right before the... Because remember in 97, Max kind of went under upper deck. Took uh, got, got them out of bankruptcy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're, they're talking about Jim McCulloch there. Um, you know, he's kind of – he hasn't really fallen off the face of the earth, but he really doesn't want to have anything to do with Max. You know, I, I think you've reached out to him before. I've reached out to him. Um, it's been crickets. He, he just – I guess he just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. I always, like these, I always like these ads because – you know, I would call these people, see what they had. Let's uh, see what they got here. Nothing, Matt. 96, 95 Max Chromium insert license to drive. Yeah. Well, some Max boxes here. Tesco box. Yeah, those things, that's another thing they printed a ton of with those Texaco cards. Yeah, they sure did. Swap meat. <clears throat> but, yeah, you're right. This is a time capsule for sure. It just goes to show you how popular and how crazy everybody was over NASCAR cards back in the day. Yeah, it... Um... It was kind of crazy. Kind of, you know, with all that, all that printing. Everybody not knowing print runs and seeing some of those warning signs and, like you were saying, uh, you know, print to order on stuff and people buying cases and people renewing their membership before it even expired because they were afraid mm -hmm. they were missing out, right? They were. There was a lot of FOMO. A lot of FOMO back there. But then there was a lot of unknowns, too. I mean, back then, we didn't really know about 72 SDPs or 83 UNOs or any of those things. Uh, I think we, we kind of knew a little bit about Sports Star Photographics, but we really didn't know a lot. Yeah, you had the two other price guides with Collector's World and Racing Collectibles price guide. I think that's what it was. And they would touch on some of that stuff. There were bigger issues, but um, again, it was all, you know, going either going to your local shop or subscribing to it through the mail to get those issues. And then I guess what mid nineties Beckett came in and everybody just kind of <laughs> closed up shop. See, see you later. We did. Yeah. Dr. Beckett put him out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just they. I don't think any of them tried to stay around. So yeah, because you know that nine the in the end of uh, the Max Insider kind of coincides with the 
Beckett price guides coming out. Yeah, there's probably very little overlap between the two if there is. So yeah. Oh my goodness, we talked way too long today. Yeah, this is a long show, and we still got King's Court to, to do. <laughs> All right, so we need to move over to King's Court. Sorry, everybody. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed this. Okay, I'm going to do like Rick Dees used to do on the radio here in Memphis back in the day. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> I don't think they're sleeping. I hope not. But if you are, you're now awake. All right, ready to play the music? Press play on that iPod. Week's King's Court, we got a couple of honorable mentions. Uh, if you've been watching the show, you've seen this one before. Apparently, somebody's dog must have got a hold of uh, their iPhone and bid on this card <laughs> because it's back and it's sold again. But this was on the 21st of August. It's a 2020 National Treasures Richard Petty Fire Suit book, race worn patch, one of one. They're asking $1,499.95. They sold it for a best offer of $1,150. Now, this card also has been on King's Court before. It sold back on the 25th of July for $1,100. So it went for $50, $50 more than it did the last time. Uh, so hopefully that uh, whoever's dog bid on this, this time they will actually pay. Yeah, it's still a pretty card. It is a great card. Um, I don't have the money in the coffers for a card like that right now. Um, I guess I'm probably going to have to get to a point where I start selling a few things so I can buy some cool stuff like this. Yeah, that's uh, that's a beauty, Clark. Yeah, I love that card, man. Congrats to whoever got it again. <laughs> yeah, that's a keeper. Yeah, for sure. All, All right. right, next. Um Next honorable mention, this is honorable, honorable mention number two. This was on the 17th of August. Chase Elliott, 2023 Panini Donruss Slingshot SS3. The seller was asking $250 for this, which really, in my opinion, is a fair price to click on, but apparently that did not happen. They accepted a best offer of $175 for this card. Oh, wow. Yeah, for Chase Elliott. 175. We know how hard those are to find. Man, these things are tough. So I think the seller should have just chunked 250 on it and just let it ride. Uh, I think taking a lower offer, I think they, they left money on the table because these are just, just really that tough. But it's a yeah, cool I guess you know, chase stuff is kind of, um, what's the right word? Not hot right now because he's going to miss the playoffs unless he wins at Daytona. He's going to miss the playoffs, so he just not really exciting, you know, his fan base. So No, but still, he is the most popular driver, and I'm sure he'll be the most popular driver again this year, uh, even though he hasn't won yet. But uh, like I said, I think this card is, is was too tough to, to go for that price. I think whoever bought it got a deal. So kudos to you for whoever bought it. You, you did good. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's like the price of what? Two boxes, three boxes of Dunruss? Yeah, I mean, think about it. And there's not one in three boxes. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I'm thinking, 
Yeah, I think it's um, one case if you're super lucky or you might have to go two or three cases. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I think I think it's a, it's a tough pull. So, yeah, not bad. And, and, again, apparently these things are getting bought, like, literally as soon as they get listed because I never saw this card ever. And I, 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 I search Slingshot every day. But apparently I'm searching too late in the day. I need to, like, do it first thing in the morning instead of at night. Yep. So, all right. All right. Next on. up, our Joker of the Week. This is on the 20th of August. Dale Earnhardt. Now, this is weird. I mean, very weird. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Autograph 2001 Wichita Sports Hall of Fame Guaranteed Racing. Never heard of this card ever in my life. And apparently they made two of these. Um, but they were asking... 300 bucks for this and it ended up selling for $190 and it's not a licensed card at all. I mean, it even tells you that on the back. Yeah. Look at the bottom. It says this product has no affiliation endorsement nor sponsorship by any other sports card maker, autograph authenticating company or autograph marketing company. So this is just something that, that somebody did it, I guess maybe in their garage or something. But I've never seen this. Have you ever seen this before? Heard of it? I have never seen it. Never heard of it. I'm looking at the bot, the casing. So it looks like it's a screw down, and then they put the label over the screw down, mm -hmm. right? So the which because if you look at the the back end there, that's where the um, the the top end slides into the back end in those two notches, and so the screw down would be there. Uh, yeah, I've never, I didn't even know that such an animal existed. I mean, it looks like a, a legit auto, but mm -hmm. I don't know where they, where they cut that out of. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's it, it, Apparently, it must have been on like a uh, a 3 by 5 card or something. But yeah. I, I, when I saw this, I was like, what? <laughs> that I mean, is oddball. Wichita Sports Hall of Fame? Never heard of it. What does Wichita have to do with Earnhardt Senior? I mean, yeah, really. Think about it. <laughs> now, if it said like Charlotte Sports Hall of Fame, I could see that. But right. Wichita uh, Motorsports, right? Yep. Yeah, it's just weird. But All yeah, right. I just, I just want to put that out there to just show it. And apparently, like I said, they made two of them. So. And how much did it go for? One hundred ninety. Okay. So. So that's probably about the right price. Okay. All right. Uh, Next up is our um, Jack of the Week. Your head. Am I? Yes. Oh, yep. There you go. All right. Jack of the Week. This was on the 17th of August. It's 2016 Prism. Uh, number 12 of 24, Chase Elliott, BGS 9 rookie. Um, again, you know, the rookie part is debatable. But... Um, it is an autographed Chase Elliott card, and it is out of 24. You know, I, I'm just trying to chase the, the the base rainbow set, not the autograph. But this is tough. I mean, it, it's really a tough card. Uh, and it ended up going for only $305 with four bids. I think the, the autograph hurts it. It does because it's off, off the sticker. Yeah. But again, you know, in 2016, they're signing... Um, for Panini, Prism's the first one to go in 2016. So this is the first time 
they're getting their hands on stickers and I'm sure he just signed the sheet. Now it probably, I don't know, whoever fixed the label, I would have put this on one of the lower end cards and not higher end card. Absolutely. Yeah. That but was... again, yeah, they're, they're the people putting the stickers on probably don't know, know that. So no, they probably don't, but, but I, you know, I think in the grand scheme of things, this was a very low price. I, yeah, I, I would think so. Um, yeah. Cause it's a, out of 24, right? Yes. Number 12 of 24 actually. Yeah. So but that's pretty cool. I love those cars. I, the, the rainbows are, I fell in love with those things. First time I saw them. Oh yeah. All right, cool. So moving on our queen of the week. This is on the 18th of August. It's a 2023 Panini National VIP Haley Deegan Nebula Pandora Auto, number two of two. And of course, it says super short print, blah, blah, blah. But it went out for bidding and it went for $175.75 with 22 bids. I like the card. It looks nice. I, I do too. It's a nice looking card. Um, course i guess this is the this is what they gave away at the vip party uh it was in whatever packs that they had or whatever they were doing right uh, but uh that's a pretty cool card i like that card um is it worth 175 maybe i don't know she's still got to prove herself to me so. yeah it's, uh, it's I, I like that card i like the colors the way that the purple and the blues and the black on her uniform it's a uh, it's a good looking card yeah, indeed. I will give it that. All right. Next up is our King of the Week. Check this one out, man. This is on the 20th of August, 1972 STP Corporation. Richard Petty rookie card. Yes, I agree with that. Graded by PSA. It only had seven bids, but I think it started at, at like 1,200 or something. I forget where the starting bid Yeah, I was. think it was at 1,200, yeah. But... Um, it ended up going for $3,175 with seven bids. Now, this is graded by PSA. What they don't mention on there is it is a PSA 5. Um, and it's a really it really presents well. It's a nice-looking card. It doesn't have those brown dots on the back of it like we see on a lot of cards. Um, I know that our friend Justin Channels was looking to buy that card. I think he got outbid, and he is very upset about that. I don't blame him. Um because I know he's really been looking for, for one for a while. And, and you know, I had, it was funny because I had gone and uh, texted him and said, Hey dude, um, here, check this out. He goes, I'm already on it. He goes, I'm the, I was the first bidder. I said, okay. But he ended up losing out, which, you know, stinks. But I mean, what do you think about the price on that? That's, um, that's a strong price. Uh, again, it's a five, but, I mean, there's only the highest is a nine, and there, the pop is low for this. The pop higher than five is very low as well. I think everything is pretty much five, five and lower. Yeah, I mean, the entire pop for this card on, on PSA is thirty total cards. That's it, thirty. Right. And that's from PSA nine down. Yeah, that's you have one nine, one eight, four sevens, and nine sixes and seven fives so yeah i mean there's only only 30 of these cars graded by psa period right. so yeah. it's a uh, you know it's we talked about it before 
It's one of the growl cards. There's not many of them. You think about the number of NASCAR fans and how many and how many people in the world know about Richard Petty? Oh yeah, he's he's, and, he's and very is, well known. I think this is like the fifty-two mantle in our in our uh, in our circles here. So yes, I would equate it to that. I think that's a that's that's a good analogy. But yeah, I think that's a strong price. Um, so then that makes you wonder what a PSA six, seven, eight, or nine's worth. Um, gosh, I mean, didn't we hear that the, the PSA nine had sold way back during the pandemic for like 15 grand? Yeah, it was, and it was a buy it now. Uh, it wasn't, it wasn't bidding, probably left money on the table back then, probably left money on the table back then, probably still now. Yeah, uh, again, these, these are tough, right? These were give, given away. People didn't have to buy them, so people took them, threw them in desks or whatever, or got thrown away since they didn't, you know, pay for them or whatever. And trying to keep them in great shape, there were no um, card savers and card penny sleeves and stuff, so you had to put them in books or whatever it is and try to keep them mint or in good shape. There's staining involved, and talking about one of the the probably greatest NASCAR driver. I don't know if anybody will be able to break any of his records. No, they won't. But, you know, I would like to uh, get Doc Brown to come over and uh, punch in the, the the date for the 72 Daytona 500 and take me back to that and let me grab a stack of those cards and come back. And <laughs> <laughs> go for Grand and Deli's house and uh, yeah. ask him for some. Yeah, you know, I've often wondered about that. I mean, if he had if he had any of those laying around in in his house, you know, he did not. He did not. Okay. Because he, well, I I think I talked about this before. I sent him a letter asking some questions, and he didn't. He didn't remember he'd done so much in his life, um, with with all the other things in his historic. Because he was a team owner. For the 69 Andretti Indy 500 win, he was always into open wheel. Um, so, you know, the the relationship with SD, when he was part of that STP CEO, whatever, and advertising SP, STP to put them everywhere, right? The bowling and just STP brand name was everywhere. So, yeah. But, um, Getting back to this card, you know, as we've said before, it's a definitely a NASCAR glamour card. It's definitely one of the Mount Rushmore cards. And like what Val said, it's it's our 52 mantle. So great card. I think whoever bought it got it for a decent price. I think that's a fair price. So uh, congrats. Yeah, I think this is a long-term hold. No doubt. All right. All right, uh, next we have our ace, which is our one of one. This is on the 19th of August. It's a 2020 National Treasures booklet, NASCAR 101, Dale Earnhardt Jr. dual jumbo patch. Keep in mind, it's it's a dual patch. It's not even autographed or anything. I just noticed that, right? There's no auto. It's just. Yeah. But it's got part of the do the do there. And, of course, it's got Nationwide who's on our side. But uh, this card went out for bidding, and it went for twelve hundred and thirteen dollars with ten bids for that. 
So there yeah. are a lot of uh, serious junior collectors out there. Yeah, I love that nationwide patching. It's probably on his sleeve or the other uh, sleeve because of the way the green. Got, he's actually got one on his chest and on his sleeve. Look. Yeah, but I you see the green, the green on the left hand side, the dark green, light green. It's kind of yeah. like on his sleeve. But to your point, and the dew, I would have loved to have seen that more of the front end of the dew than the the back end of the dew. Yeah. Well, I guess they can't do it over. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's in, that's a nice nationwide. Uh, and dual patch. That's a lot of money, man. For it is a lot of money, but it's a cool card. You have to admit the, the, that the is a conversation money. piece right there. It, it really is. So, congrats whoever got that. All right. Last up, we've got our Royal Flush. It's our highest price card. This is on the 16th of August. Check this out. It's a 1983 Uno. Dale Earnhardt, PSA 10, Pop 15, and it went, I mean, it. Uh, they were asking $6,000 for this card. And guess what, Val? What, what happened? Click. Somebody went, click, and bought it for 6000 bucks. I love the little goat image in the, in the description. Yeah, I like that, too. <laughs> I don't know how you do that, but that's awesome. That's cool, man. I guess somebody just just typed it in from their phone with an emoji or something. I'm not not sure. But uh, what do you think about that card, man? I mean, I know what you think, but go ahead and tell everybody. That is uh, impressive. That's a low pop, right? That's uh, we talked about Petty being 30 total. Uh, I think this they listed this as 15. Yeah, pop of 15 of a 10. yeah 15 for PSA 10. Total pop is only 43. Yeah, so only a few more than the... Again, this is one of those cards. Uh, Dale Earnhardt Sr. First card. Rookie yep. card. I'm, I'm impressed with that. Um, yeah, I, I think this is a new new high. Uh, I would love to have seen maybe gotten an auction, but, um, you know, buy it now. Well... Because yeah, you never know, right? When, when I like auctions... But I don't like auctions because you need two people looking for it at the same time. True. But, you know, the fact that somebody saw this card, saw that it was $6,000 and went click and bought it without any kind of negotiating at all to try to lower the price tells me that probably the seller left some money on the table. Well, you, you get you put this in your collection. You put their petty in your collection. <laughs> That's a some collection. Yeah, no doubt. But um, like you said, this card is tough. You just don't find them anymore. The they have dried up. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's some '83 Unos out there, but you know the, those are the ones that are like the Tim Richmonds, which there's a bunch of Kyle Petty, um, you know, Lake Speed. Uh, a lot of those are out there that you'll see. But finding this card right here, good luck. It is tough. And and this is probably, yet again, another NASCAR Glamour card and a Mount Rushmore card. So, Yeah, the, the back is tough. That black on the Uno, 
if it has any scratches, they use a black light. It'll light up like uh, like no get no like no tomorrow there with that black light if there's any scratches. So yeah, and think about it. It doesn't take much for that to get scratched. And I think when they printed them and they slid they slid out one sheet over another sheet. Yeah, you know, I think that's when a lot of scratching may have happened. Right. And again, this is something that's not available in packs or anything else like that. This was some kind of giveaway, not necessarily at the track, but possibly at Uno's hospitality tent at the time. Uh, this is, you know, something that was commissioned probably by Uno to to give their employees or something with, with the race teams or something. Yeah, because, you know, it didn't go through any kind of normal distribution channels at all. No, yeah, David Chobat was the photographer, and he um, basically produced that. And and in one of the collect, I think it was Collector's World magazine, he had an ad. And uh, one issue or two issues, they were, he was selling them through his gold card uh, company that uh, he had some left over, I guess, from the from the project. But um, I think whoever got it got it for a good price. I think another again, long term I think, hold. I think the seller left some money on the table. The fact that it just it went went for six grand without any negotiation whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. It's a long it's a it's a long hold. Um, this could this this could be maybe one of our first five figure NASCAR cards. You know, regular cards. You know, I'm not talking about some weird one of one or something that may be out there. But I think this could this could very well be that card in another five years. Yeah, because of the high grade and mm -hmm. being so tough. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. If we ever if we ever found a uh, Petty Ten seventy two STP Petty Ten, that would be. That'd be oh my god. <laughs> that. Yeah. Um, but um. I don't know if anybody noticed. Of course, this is uh, this is it for this week's King's Court. But I don't know if anybody noticed, but this was an all NASCAR King's Court. We don't have this very often. We never have the high priced card because it it's always usually Max or somebody like that. It's our high priced card of the week. Yeah, but so we got our day in the in the sun <laughs> next yeah. week. Be, it'll be F one, but yeah, next week back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, had these two massive <clears throat> again. They have a low pop. They're not coming up every week, right? There's only 15 of them, and who's and who's selling them? You probably have some. I have some, and a few other folks have some. So uh, there's only a hand. Yeah, there's only a handful, you know, to be sold. So as opposed mm -hmm. to mass produced uh, Max stuff. So 2020, <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean these these are the cards that. Uh, you know, I say everybody wants, but maybe not everybody wants these. But I think if you're serious and you really want to collect like everything or try to, especially the vintage stuff, this is a card you want to have for sure. Well, you think about it, right? So two of the cornerstones of NASCAR, you're talking four, four thousand, three hundred, three thousand and something for the Petty, six thousand for the Earnhardt. Right. That's the max pretty much in NASCAR? I mean, what's the max in F1? What's the max in baseball? What's the max in football? It's tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. So mm -hmm. 
this is not a lot compared to those other four. So, agreed. This this is chump change compared to a lot of this other stuff. But exactly. for us, I mean, you and I both, and most everybody that I think that watches and listens to this show are collectors. So you know we're 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 a different breed for sure. Yeah, we've been through all that hype and stuff through the '90s and and uh, slow growth. So. Yeah. Um, one of the things on the notes that I think I missed uh, before we go, Chronicle still is still slated for September twenty second. <laughs> Misha, can you get that moved up? <laughs> well, you know, it's still it's a month away, so yeah, it's not. Plus, I guess it's not that far. No, it's but, not. So, but, but you know, they're they're also going to be adding Prime that we were told. And we'll still have Prism and NT. So I don't think everything's going to get out this year. I don't know. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. Keep fingers crossed for sure. Um, Do we want to give any shout outs to some of the listeners and the different places they're listening from? Oh, yes. Thank you. Should have done it earlier, but yeah. um... (laughs) See, I'm trying to think of what we talked about. Uh, Yeah. Well, but Philippines, that one, that uh, Australia, New Zealand, Portugal, listening, Portugal listening on the podcast. Appreciate it very much. Germany, Mexico, New Zealand. Thank you. Yeah, all the internet, we're internationally known here. So, yes, we are. We definitely appreciate it. Hope uh, you're enjoying the show, but we wanted to make sure give you guys a special shout out. And then the folks in the U.S., Tennessee, the big. Big uh, downloads. Uh, Kentucky. Oh, sorry. Kentucky. You're in Tennessee. I'm in Tennessee. But yeah, Kentucky had a lot of downloads. So that that raised the question, is NASCAR radio bingeable? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, honey, what do you want to do this weekend? Oh, let's watch. Let's watch all the episodes of NASCAR Radio and binge that. <laughs> yeah, we need a warning. Please don't listen to more than five episodes at one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I think that's cool though that somebody downloaded. Uh, looks like the majority of our episodes. So, uh, or one thank or two, you, thank yeah. you for doing that in Kentucky. We appreciate that a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this could cause you to have a divorce. <laughs> and of course uh what were the other states uh i know south carolina and texas yeah north carolina and texas yeah there were several states we we appreciate all you guys we really do and, and i've said it before we love you guys very very much and we really appreciate you guys listening and watching yeah if you have questions don't hesitate to uh if you're on twitter that's probably the best place to get me and logan um either tweet us or uh, send us a message or whatever. If you have questions, um, you know, we're, we're trying to educate folks and that's why we do some of the stuff that we do. Some of the old episode uh, episodes, the issues of max, like they stuff like that. Uh, there's just been, you know, cards since 1988, every year, multiple issues, multiple companies. Um, I love Panini, but, Upper Deck made some beautiful cards, and Max made some beautiful cards. Uh, you know, Pinnacle. There's just all kinds of cool, different stuff. Uh, my hundreds of sets to choose from. So, yeah, Pro Set, 
um, finish line, wheels. There's, there's, I mean, it just, the list goes on and on. There's so, so many beautiful cards. In fact, I even bought a, at the card show this past weekend, I bought a really nice uh, Jeff Gordon collection that a guy had there. And it's got a lot of really cool inserts. And those things are, I mean, especially with the rainbow colors, it's beautiful. They're beautiful cards. Yeah. And then if you have some older cards, they're great to get sent through the mail, get autographs. Yep. So yeah, we, we have a lot of listeners that do TTM, you know, you know, I didn't buy these. He's, he's doing a lot of, I through the mail. So yeah, yeah he got some nice petties back the other day. Yeah, he did. There, there's, he's got, yeah. And you know, I think Richard Petty's on this white marker craze because he's signing like everything in white marker now. Well, I know like the, the not to get off on tangent, what he sent, I think he usually signs them in silver. Cause they show better on that light blue. Yeah. So, but we've already gone way over, man, this <laughs> we keep on talking, but anyway, right now it's, we're over an hour and 42 oh my goodness. minutes. Nobody's going to listen to this show. <laughs> um, it's too long. Well, um, it's, you're going to have to listen to it in, in spurts. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, like I said, you know, we, we do this to share the information and if we can be of any help, just like I said, let us know. Um, and if it's something that requires a lot of, uh, communication where we can do a segment on the show about it. So, um, we're always looking for, uh, subjects that everybody's interested in. Uh, if we don't get any feedback, then it's left to me or Logan to decide what we're going to talk about. So again, mm -hmm. there's just so many great issues and stuff like that to, to share with yeah. everybody so anyway we can talk all night because we enjoy this very much uh, and again sharing and, and giving so yeah we love you guys and hope everybody has a great weekend race, watching races and then we will be back next week to do our race recap and find out what else is great in king's court maybe get some more big sales we'll see you never know and we'll see if max wins that's true. Yeah, Max. You know, we, we talked a lot about Max tonight, and he's the other Max. But a uh, couple, couple things real quick. Uh, hashtag Skid Marks, Ty Freaking Gibbs, and hashtag Slapfire. Slapfire. All right, we're out of here. You hitting the Slapfire or no? Uh, I was. I thought you were going to do it. <laughs> uh, I, I can. I can hit the Slapfire here in just a second if I can find it. Here we go. Here comes. Here comes some Slapfire. Here we go. Slapfire. I got my finger on the outro. Okay. All right, we're out of here. We will catch you next week, guys and girls. Thank you.